Do you want to talk about this fucking episode? Do we? We have. We got to. <laughs> it is our obligation. Hey, okay, witches and warlocks. We're gonna crack open some some delicious. Here we go. Ah, some big cans of no vetoes, and uh, no vetoes, baby. Dig into another painful episode of Ghost Adventures. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go, Joel. Let's do it. Oh my god, I'm starting to shake, man. I know. Just don't open yourself up to them. Try it, man. Do not Try say it. you're starting to shake. Okay. I am sure. Don't open yourself up to them. That can be dangerous. Come here. Do it. Stop running. Go back in. Do not run. Go back in. Come fight me in the dark. I want to provoke the hell out of them. Welcome to Come Fight Me in the Dark. The only podcast with the gumption to watch this regardless of how garbage it is. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I'm Joel Kleinberger. And I'm Eric Hoofnagel. Yeah, and uh, hey, did you eat while you were watching this episode? No, I ate shortly before. Oh, so I bet that felt very good in the first 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Funny enough, uh, usually today I have therapy, uh, but my therapist is on vacation. So instead of doing therapy, I watched this episode, (laughs) which was anti-therapy. Because witches and warlocks, we are talking about... Letchworth Village. We're in Haverstraw, New York, to investigate a location that's called the Village of Secrets. That's because this institution here, it didn't want what happened in here to reach the public. This place was hell. Hell confined by these stone walls. I've never seen anything like it. We are going to go in the walls that nobody dares to go so that we can feel the hell, so that we can communicate with the dark energy that lingers in here and hopefully communicate with some of the patients that may be trapped there. This is a location that is definitely intimidating. It's everything but abandoned, and that's what we're going to go find out. This is a true Ghost Adventures lockdown right here. Dirty. Bro, just the three of us locked down. I don't want you around me right now, bro. I'm just saying, okay? <laughs> Stay away from me. Definitely not sticking around now. Let's get a couple things straight, all right? <laughs> In the middle of an interview, you never just get up, fart, or run away. As long as we get them things out of the way, we can continue, sir. I'll work on it. I can't promise to fart one. <laughs> <laughs> This is like a DLC for Resident Evil 4. Oh, yeah. The Village of Secrets. Letchworth Village? <laughs> yeah, you that you would buy the map to get there from the, what are you buying? <laughs> what are you selling? <laughs> oh, at a high price. Get those nerds! 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 This place, as Zach says, was hell. Hell! As he's cutting his promo against Letchworth Village. I'm sorry. I will say, the intro to this episode is so good. Oh, the, the, the pre-credit roll? Yeah. Oh, pre-credit roll is fucking S-tier, man. It's so good. It, like, got me amped the fuck up. The children live in filth, uh, but uh, many of our fellow citizens are suffering tremendously because of lack of attention. This place is creepy. Very little future for the children or for those who are in these institutions. 
Just be ready, man. This is gonna be a, a lockdown. And that's still giving me chills, man. Yeah, I know. I'm sure. That's still giving me chills. It was such amazing table setting for a meal that turned out to be made out of Play-Doh. Well, like, well, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. Again, even the, even the start, even Zach cutting his promo where he says, they want to go to this hill. I want to go to this hill that no one goes to except for all the local scene kids. No, straight up, like, as this episode was starting, he's like, we're going to go beyond these walls that no one dares to go. And I was like, clearly that's because it's closed off to people because, like, G-Money and Poop would throw, like, the craziest fucking, like, (laughs) Whippets party in there with the rest of the Juggalos. If it was open to the public, their first album dropped there that they actually let them do it. And then that <laughs> so many particles were released in the air. <laughs> they let them. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't need to wear a mask in there until after the G money and poop music video was shot there. So much Fago mist is still floating over Letchworth village. They did so many whippets <laughs> that there's a, there's a fog in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that Zach wants to go there because he wants to feel the hell, which is a hundred percent a track from either Casket or Slave. <laughs> I decided that Casket is with a K, but also with a Q. Oh, <laughs> okay. I'll update the spelling yeah. in my my ongoing like joke list. <laughs> <laughs> Should it be a Q at the beginning? Q U A S K E T. Yes, absolutely. And the Q has to be made kind of curly so it looks like the infinity symbol. Whoa. Like so we're lowercase Q because then oh yeah, like life and death, it's all the same. I don't know. Thing. I imagine that you make the Q look like a dead person's face with their tongue sticking out. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most metal thing I ever heard in my whole life. High five. As Zach wraps up his feeling this hell intro, the first moment I really thought things were going awry was this at one minute and 52 seconds where they freeze frame on Zach doing like <laughs> an Italian pose. <laughs> oh, hey, what do you want? Hey, hey what do you, hey, what do you, what do you I'm fucking Hey, it's Let's Wish Village. It's wet, okay? What do you want? No, and that that's when, they, when we get that. <laughs> yeah. That's me. But our story doesn't begin here. Our Letchworth adventure began two days earlier. Yep, that's me. You're probably wondering how I ended up in this situation. We are in New York City, and uh, today we were supposed to travel to our location, but not since 1938 has New York City been hit by a hurricane. And right now, we are literally trapped. To add to just how good this intro is, they even accidentally add in the pacing aspect where they're like, this all started two days ago. Because Zach says it's the first uh, hurricane to hit New York since the 1930s, which is wrong. Pretty funny timing right now, too, that like New York is still like underwater right now. This episode is a very uncomfortable blast to the past. When they did that rewind, it really hurt me Mm. because not only do we have in this episode 
the first really bad hurricane that's it's so rare it's not going to happen again to new york rut row oh right yeah not like this is the new normal we have vaccine skepticism in this yes yes we have seen kids got geraldo rivera <laughs> oh no god damn dark times are ahead i have a horrible horrible feeling in here absolutely horrible you're very right the intro to this is better than even pretty much every special that we've watched. Oh, yeah. When Zach goes out and is is doing the zombie movie arms open in the middle of a street in New York City and there's no one there except for a fire truck going by. Amazing. That's like the sort of, sort of setting you only get when like someone's shooting a Marvel movie. Yeah, exactly. They continue to build that tension as oh, they're yeah. oh, driving yeah. out and it's, it's there's just signs of destruction that goes you know ghosts are a form of electricity and sometimes when there's lots of water it brings out the ghosts and it and and it's just so much perfect buildup. Oh, I was like I was so amped at the beginning. And that's why I texted you and was like, "Wait, you you did mean Letchworth, right? Because this can't be bad. <laughs> Up to a certain point, this episode is amazing. It is the, as I said, the best table setting. And we start with Sarah Bogart telling about the history of this while they're intercutting again some of the most disturbing footage that I have seen on cable television that is quote-unquote for the family yeah and like this is the kind of shit that i i think i've actually already watched the willow brook documentary i would not be surprised no for for a while there it used to be that like to like feel better about my life i had to see other people suffering <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Sean Freuda. Yeah, it's no, okay. Well, I just like really wanted to watch dark documentaries, so I ended up watching like several disturbing ass documentaries about asylums. I think this was one of them because it's a fairly famous uh, investigative journalistic documentary. The fact that I was eating some kind of sloppy soup. Oh no. While a nurse no! was shoving f chunky food into a child's mouth, uh, I had to take a pause. Oh and God. Reevaluate my time usage. Yeah, it's not good to eat while you're watching a child whose arms are completely bent over the top of their head as he dips his rice into a cup of milk and crams it in his mouth and like almost yeah. dies of suffocation that's the least appetizing thing <laughs> it really did uh not add to the general ambiance i typically like for my meals of one mm. which is my cat screaming at me while i hold the food above her head and try and <laughs> shovel it into my mouth <laughs> Do you feel sad? I don't know what I feel, bro. I feel really, really sad, man. We start off with our first guest, former employee, and I would go on the record to say probably as close to an angel, an actual angel as you can get in humanity, with Sarah Bog Bogart. Uh -huh. Bogart. Yeah, 
Yeah, she's actually like a genuinely sweet woman who selflessly took care of these horribly, horribly tortured, infirm, mentally ill children. Her story really hit a chord with me where Zach was like, how could you survive? How did you, Sarah, survive in there? And she's like, well, I almost quit after a week, but I taught one little kid how to brush their hair. And then they would look at me and just smile and do the hairbrush movement. And I knew I couldn't do it. And she would come in on her days off to help. For once, we get like a genuine person who's not either uh, a clout chaser or a fucking grifter. We get this interview with a woman who just genuinely enjoyed helping people and making their lives better. It was like, God damn. Do you know what show you're on? Give me an army of Sarahs, please. (laughs) God. Many of them were as normal as you and I. Really? They were, they were just physically so disabled. If they were normal as you and I, why did they live here? That was, my question is, is the same, same as yours, because when I came here, I was totally devastated. I mean, I just taught somebody to help, how to hold a hairbrush, and they, they did like this, and they, they smiled every time they see me. After, you know, they wouldn't get a bath if I didn't, you know, if there was only two people on. So I would come in on my day off, and, and I'd take them down because they couldn't move anything. You run hot water down their back, and they, ah. You know, how can you not do that? And I hope that I touch some lives and, and make them better. You did. You did touch some lives. They sure touched mine. Unfortunately, things do begin to go slightly awry as we are also introduced to <laughs> Stacy Bate. <laughs> Eyewitness and blue candy enthusiasts. Yeah. Also, uh, I'm assuming did not get the COVID shot. And she speaks and looks like she's consistently talking to the person who's holding her hostage behind the camera. (laughs) Yes. There's Craig Rosenfeld, who I'm assuming is her boyfriend. Yeah. Very sweaty. The wettest person I've ever seen on this. He's very sweaty. She is clearly drunk on some sort of like blue liqueur. Because her tongue is incredibly blue, and she is she is slowed down to 0.2%. She's chugging that antifreeze. Mm. <laughs> oh, God. Get some of that hoof. That Windex will get you going. <laughs> Stacy tells the story about how scandalous it was that the polio vaccine was first tested there. It's secret. Okay, so, like, whether that's true or not is, like, the the whole point of it being uh, shitty is that they tested it on a child to see if it killed people. I, I could tell you a little bit about this. Yeah? The polio vaccine? A little dangerous? No. No. Because here's <laughs> okay. the thing. One, by that time, we had had vaccines for a long time. Not mm. against polio exactly, Not that kind of vaccine. There had been other similar polio vaccines that were developed. This one, the history of it, they were trying to make a better vaccine. Okay. So this notion of testing it on these children because it could be fatal. No, they knew that it likely wouldn't be fatal. It could produce a negative reaction or maybe make Uh. them a little sick, but... It was very unlikely that that would have produced polio in the kid, which would have been the worst case scenario, right? Right. The flu shot does not give you the flu. They were doing a lot worse shit 
in vaccine trials. Oh yeah, <laughs> back then, like to black people specifically, the vaccine testing is probably a lot lower on the poll there. Yeah, versus the fact that the parents of this kid put them in a situation where they were probably just wards of the state, and therefore the doctors had control over their lives and could do that kind of stuff or like the fact that they were constrained in their budget and they didn't have enough people working there when like i'm assuming it's taxpayer dollars right oh yeah don't buy three missiles and you can fucking fund this place. Oh, of course. Uh, story as old as time. <laughs> this was post-World War II, Eric. That was not going to happen. Mm. Kids, could you lighten up a little? This place is horrible, but, you know, Stacy's vaccine skepticism and Craig's sweatiness aside, our real star witnesses are, of course, oh. David Scala and, and Jacqueline, Jacqueline M. M. Oh! My god i love them so much stars of the whole episode dude sent me into a straight panic <laughs> i i had to like look at myself in the mirror ensure that it was not 2009 again and i was not in bellingham surrounded <laughs> yes. by scene kids oh oh god i love them so much fucking david scala is like the definition of the word dope <laughs> in both senses. <laughs> this is the return of a Zach character that we have not seen in quite some time. Yeah. Because Zach has been having to talk to historians and people who generally deserve some respect. Right. But he's got David next to him. And so <laughs> Zach, the big dog comes barking out of the yard. Roof, roof. <laughs> He thinks he's got David cornered, smells blood while David's chewing his gum. Dave, can you spit your gum out before we start this interview here? We've got a couple ground rules here. Now, now let's let's, let's get a couple things straight, all right? Number one, we don't chew gum. Number two, we don't pat our chest because that'll up our audio there, Dave. Number three, number three is the most important one. In the middle of an interview, you never just get up, fart, or run away. As long as we get them things out of the way, we can continue, sir. Can't promise a fart one. <laughs> we, all, we all know kids like David. Dude, absolutely. The thing is, David has that dope jujitsu that comes with being a scene kid who looks like he was the third chair trumpet player in high school. (laughs) This is how I read him. He is obviously no stranger to bullies. He knows how to uh, de-escalate. Absolutely. And Zach is not ready for it. Zach's opening gamut in his cowboy vase is, yeah, we got three rules. No gum, no tapping your chest, partner, and no getting up to run and fart. <laughs> Zach is very proud of himself. And David, oh, beautiful. Like Steven Seagal. Oh. <laughs> Can't promise about the fart. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's brilliant about this, though? Huh? I don't think he was kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> just looking at him just looking at him i'm like yo dude farts a lot 
Oh, I just realized what he looks like to me. He looks like the third chair trumpet player in a band, but he also looks like half of the soldiers that Russia is putting out on the front oh lines. Oh my and god. He's got oh that no. Same <laughs> oh. <laughs> Zach, Zach, he David drops the fart joke and then maybe even drops a fart cuz Zach fully freezes. I counted for nine seconds, almost 10 full seconds, Zach was just unable to react or respond. <laughs> David already just got his hooks under him, and Zach is, he's in a bad position. And then his only counter argument is to try and get Dave on the defensive by being like, oh, so you just basically break in here. And Dave's just, <laughs> yeah. And Zach can't again handle it. And then Dave just judos him, puts him right down on the mat. Yeah, no, I'm just basically, I don't go into anywhere that's not open. And Zach's like, it's not breaking in then. And then Dave just kind of (laughs) smiles. It's just trespassing. (laughs) Oh, man. He's like, yeah, man. Like, G-Money and Poop had a fucking, like, concert here just the other night. So, like, you know, like, that's not, that can't be illegal, you know. The name of the show was Trespassing on That Ass. Trespassing with G-Money and Poop. Yeah. <laughs> Zach started out as the big dog, and then Dave, through his just dopey scene kid judo, ended up being the top dog with Zach petting him on the back and telling him that he loves him. He basically took all the, all the force being thrown at him and just allowed that to translate into his opponent's demise. He is the Steven Seagal of anti-bullying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like Zach went to pick something up that he thought was heavy, but it was super light, and he like threw <laughs> his arm out by lifting too hard. Dave just sidestepped, just barely moved out of the way, and Zach tripped like, oh! And then Dave just looked down and like farted, just... Dude, the whole interview, I could not stop thinking about what would be the most inopportune time for him to fart. (laughs) And how tempting, if we were in that position, how we would just be like straining the whole interview, just like, please get one, get one out. Just want to get one loaded. Like if I were editing it though, like how tempting to just drop like a little one in right before it cuts to like, you know, like Ghost Adventures noises. Zach's on his take too. He's he's like, we really nailed the speech. And he's like, that's why we do this. And then, and then he just looks at, yeah, he looks at Dave and Dave's just like fucking wall-eyed staring to the middle distance. <laughs> just, but just leans slightly forward with his hands on the top of his thighs. Just, <laughs> <laughs> that would be the, as, as of this hits Zach's mouth. Just the loudest flapper. And Dave's just staring dead into the camera. <laughs> I just imagine him letting one loose and he's and it's like a little bit too juicy and his like yeah. eyebrows kind of raise. <laughs> and he's like, I think I, can, think I gotta go. I think I gotta uh, get more low-rise jeans. <laughs> Like a little potty humor before we get locked in. Just before this is all going down, Zach decided to avoid blaming the hurricane on them this time. <laughs> yeah. Because normally he'd be like, 
oh, coincidence that we were just going to do a lockdown and then a hurricane comes in? God is so afraid of our power that he's going to destroy New York City. Clearly something's going on because we were just about to do something and then something else happened. <laughs> That's just too coincidental to ignore. But instead, he starts this whole like diatribe where he's like, Mother Nature like sent this hurricane so it, she could water the plants that are consuming Letchworth. Nether Nature needs to hide, <laughs> wants to no, hide exactly. with his water. Because first he's like, oh, the plants are here to consume this man-made hell. And then at the end of it, he's like, but actually the plants are here to, to, to conceal it because it's a secret. I don't know if you have a problem with his fundamental logic, but I certainly do. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I don't know if he's just trying to suck up to the hobbits of space and time and the gnomes to try and get on Mother Nature's good side with this shit. Oh, finally, finally break the curse. Trying to get Mother Nature on his side by being like, well, Mother Nature wants to hide all the bad things, but nature's the most brutal fucking shit, Zach. You know, Mother Nature, straight up MILF, bro. Straight up, dude. Milf. Like, I would, dude, you know Mother Nature's, like, full-on fucking 10, bro. Such a 10, dude. She's had a few trillion kids over all of space and time, but uh, totally would still hit it. She still slaps, bro. She still looks pretty fucking good, dude. Yeah, I'd rather have a master behind the wheel than, you know, a learner's permit. You know what I mean? Whoa, with this kind of <laughs> stick shift? Waka waka. But... I'm not wrong. Like, nature is the worst. Like, even this institution is bad, but the fact that there were some people trying to help the kids makes it a step better than those kids just being thrown out into nature. Yeah, sure. Nature ain't trying to hide shit. Nature kills kids all the time. <laughs> so does the state. <laughs> yeah. And what is the state if not a product of nature? <sighs> You know who else is, who is not a product of nature? Jacqueline's hair. Oh god. This this was such a flashback. Oh, oh my god. Holy shit. Straight up freshman year of high school, Jacqueline, man. <laughs> She's got the striped dye in her hair. She has the giant yeah. bow, but it's like a mm -hmm. dark color. Oh. Be still my heart. I honestly don't think that she was supposed to be interviewed. I think that she was just taking photos for her MySpace profile and they just happened upon her. <laughs> I make a bunch of band jokes. It's because half of the women in band looked like Jacqueline. And Dave. Yeah, I know. I was in band. I would have been friends with Dave and probably had a crush on Jacqueline. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I like a little darkness, you know. <laughs> Little brood. Seeing kids. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, bitch. Not all seen and emo kids try to um fit in with everyone else. So you can go fuck yourself. Cause I dress how I like. I don't use MySpace. I have Facebook. I I feel like Jacqueline has the grr rar hot topic energy but what she really does want is Dave to slip in to some some sublime or Dave Miller band <laughs> Dave Miller Do you need Dave Matthews? 
Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> you know that Dave Miller Band that listened to back in the 90s. However, I will have to say, the way she's dressed is very past its prime. Uh-huh. I'd say that was more of a 2003 sort of look. 2005. You sold 2000 and late. And this is taking place in like 2011. Eric, we are playing by county rules. Remember, this is an <laughs> hour outside of a city. That's right. It's like it's like North Korea. They take forever to get any of our media. Whoa, 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 whoa. So while Jacqueline and Dave talk about what happened to them. They're addicted to something at that property. They, oh yeah, they're addicted to what they get to do at that property. Huff whiffets and fuck. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I love that Jacqueline at the end of her interview is like, oh, yeah, my anxiety went away when I stopped going there. Uh huh. And it's like, yeah, man, after you stopped laying in morgues and stopped getting (laughs) chased by seven foot fucking demons after you stopped exploring this place with no masks or protective gear. So their whole story is that, like, Dave was was followed by a seven-foot shadow demon, which, you know, right up Zack's alley. A hundred percent. That is what Zack likes to hear. Zack is like the Vince McMahon of the paranormal. He only wants big, beefy demons. No small things. (laughs) Yeah. No, no imps. We caught a small shadow figure on the thermal, and it's just too small. I can't be, I can't sell that. You can't too small. Tiny ghost goes quick. I want a big demon that goes slow. I want the biggest and most electrifying ghost (laughs) in all of the paranormal. (laughs) Dave is followed by Zach's ideal demon. Big, lanky, spooky. Sticky. A sticky demon, too. A demon that follows them home. That's right. And says something that they don't clarify on the radio for some reason? yeah it's it's a big demon big tall monster demon also a radio dj local radio dj it's it is actually just g money and poop they've set up an illegal radio tower on that property it's poop on g money's shoulders and that's why it's such an enormous <laughs> demon <laughs> Just as though they were trying to sneak into an R-rated movie, they thought the only way to break into Letchworth Village is to pretend to be an adult in a large trench coat. (laughs) Oh, man. I noticed a tendency for this program to get rather silly. Now, I do my best to keep things moving along, but I'm not having things getting silly. And right before we get into the lockdown, too, we have have one more moment with Sarah. Ugh. Where... She starts tearing up about the, like, spirits and the trapped souls of these, like, tortured children. Yeah, and she's asking Zach to do something in particular. Oh, my God, that's right. Yes. She asks the boys to let the spirits know that despite the way they were treated... They're heard. They're heard now. People care and are listening now. Which Zach is totally going to do. Oh, oh yeah, totally. That's exactly what they're going to do. Yeah, they're definitely going to go in there and be really chill and be reaching out to the children ghosts. Yeah, abso-fucking-lutely. <laughs> this is what grinds my goddamn fucking gears about this shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when the asylum is mostly children, it's treated with kid gloves. 
they step mm-hmm. on eggshells around this shit. They're like, oh, it's so sad. Oh, my God. We need to be, like, so respectful. If the asylum had people over 18, oh, psycho clowns, Asylum 48. Oh, Fuck yeah. It. Evil nurses. Let's go. It is America. When you're 18, anything goes. You can sign up for the military and you can get <laughs> fucked up in a, as a ghost in an asylum, regardless of how oh tragic your life was. God. Fuck you. Even if you are mentally still a tortured child. Nope. The boys promised Sarah that they're going to make sure that the stories of these tortured children are heard and they get into the lockdown (laughs) yeah it's lockdown time it is lockdown time and uh boy does that plan get thrown out the window real quick (laughs) this is how ghost adventures crew gets locked down i can't wait to get locked in here i'm just pumped you guys pumped let's go get this started i'm nervous First, they they throw on their full face masks. Yeah, because the the cloud of vapor still lives on in the halls after the G Money and Poop music video shoot. Yeah, half the EVPs are just just whispers from beyond from G Money and Poop's radio station in the basement, just like you're letting the stank out. You're letting the stank out. Don't let the stank out. <laughs> oh fuck! And then Nick emits. A line that must have birthed so many erotic fan fictions <laughs> to come. Yes. Oh my God. Time to take my last breath. This is the true Ghost Adventures lockdown right here. Dirty, raw. Just the three of us locked down. There were so many single moms out there that just went full cartoon wolf eyes and like tongue lolling out of their mouth. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wolf whistling at the screen, patting their foot on the ground real fast. Slamming the table. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of divorces happened right then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And then Aaron immediately starts experiencing uh, the the symptoms of not getting enough oxygen. <laughs> I wonder if he's done what I did during the pandemic where I bought an air filter for my house, but I didn't read the instruction. I just turned it on. And then a year later, I opened it up because I was like, it probably has to be cleaned. And there was still plastic on the filter. So it hadn't been doing anything the whole fucking year. Oh, Joel. God, if your life was like a Seinfeld... Man, you are so George. There would have been a montage in the show of me telling people about how great my air filter is. It's safe. <laughs> I I haven't breathed this well my whole life. Who told me air could be this good? Yeah, yeah. You're like, dude, I'm up on the hill in fucking Seattle, and it smells great. <laughs> and then a year later, I, I show it off to somebody, and I open it up, and it's just never been working. It's just plastic being blown by a fan. <laughs> Just loudly, like, I should have been able to hear it, too. Jesus Christ. For I am Costanza, Lord of the Idiots. And and then that's when Zach turns to the camera and explains Mm -hmm. why they're there. Oh, yes. The reason why we're here is because there was a seven-foot demon, and we're here to come and get you. Zach 
heard the form of the challenger that he's been looking for. The only person who could take his world championship paranormal wrestling belt. The seven foot tall white eyed demon. You know that I'm the cream of the crop. You know what happened was like they all like turned to each other right before the lockdown. They're like, here we are again in a place like full of mentally ill child ghosts. Zach, are we allowed to do our thing? Can we taunt? Can we yell? And then Zach's like, uh, child ghosts. I'm sorry. I'm here for the demon. Oh, thank God we don't have to take any of this gently. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Dave's demon. Right. Yeah, that's scary right. yeah. big guy. Perhaps even with a hat. Dave said the big... Seven foot tall man gave him Benadryl, like a lot of it, <laughs> like a lot of Benadryl. <laughs> it wasn't until he started taking a whole bottle of Benadryl that they saw the seven foot demon. He was doing whippets, but it wasn't enough. Right before his friends called out about the demon with the bent back legs behind Dave, you heard the. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Filling those balloons up, baby. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, demon, demon boy. Oh, demon. <laughs> Dave, look behind you, bro. Demon. <laughs> oh, no. That got me really bad. Oh. That was Jacqueline, too. <laughs> Dave, Dave, girl, There's a demon. Squee XD. Yeah, I consider myself to be a great weeaboo warrior. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Zach is here to fight a demon, and he is so focused on his fight that he just leaves. He gets lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Which I love that he tracks us, uh, stacks us up to paranormal activity, but. Dude, you just walked away, didn't talk to anybody, and you got lost. All three of them, all three of them got lost at once. Oh, maybe not, though, Eric. Oh. Aaron and Nick apparently get separated because Nick finds the teeth room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really scared of dentistry. <laughs> but I'm going to have to do uh, a slight nod and fedora tip to this particular Ooh. scene. Sorry, kid. I know all your moves. Because I watched the Aaron's vlog, oh, and in no. this, they have Nick with Aaron discovering the teeth room together. And Aaron is right there, and Nick, not actually horrified by the devices on the wall, tries to get Aaron to put one in his mouth. Oh my god! Why the fuck would they release the Aaron's vlogs when it just pulls the veil. I guess Zach's whole point is that the spiritual energy that's going to reside there at this point is going to be so corrupt that it has to be a demon. He's so committed to this, he does not make one attempt. There's no balls thrown, no little dolls to lure mentally handicapped little girls. Nope. All he does is ask, is this where you breed in this darkness? Oh my God. <laughs> what? <laughs> Zach? 
Oh my God, Zach. You know, Sarah spent her whole life taking care of and advocating for these kids and not getting the resources that she needs. So it's pretty par for the course for her to ask something of a white man with power and money and then not have anything delivered. And get the opposite. Yeah. Get the polar opposite. (laughs) Why don't you like men? It's at that point where Zach gets his first EVP, which is definitely Aaron in the distance or the return of that barfing scene kid from a few seasons ago. (laughs) Yeah. So he, well, he, he's listening for EVPs. Yeah. And he gets the sound of a man like groaning. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's not an EVP. It's like while he's listening, which is also exactly why they need to stop fucking live listening to their EVPs and just play them later. Yeah. I mean, but obviously the reason why they listen to him on the spot is so that they can group her mouth. Yeah. And like, oh my God, what the fuck? You know, and do their whole thing. <laughs> Essentially, after they after Aaron goes into the morgue and gets touched and gets called a prick because he's kind of being one, not going to lie. Hey, and like, that is actually great. That's a great EVP because he is being a dumb fucking dumb shit. Yeah. Is this where you were murdered? And then the, then the ghost's like, shut up, you prick. Sarah told us that we were going to have some nice boys coming here, and now we got you three. <laughs> great. <laughs> I thought it couldn't get worse than Dave farting into Jacqueline's face, but apparently it does. Oh my god. Nick is looking at the teeth thing. Aaron is is getting called a prick. And Zach is just wandering around and talking to himself like Ren in the Space Madness episode of Ren and Stimpy. Just hearing voices, bumping into stuff. We come back from like a commercial break and Zach's like... I keep hearing Aaron's voice and Nick's voice. And then when I run, I run to find them and no one's there. <laughs> and it's like, oh, too bad you don't have a, any cameras or audio recorders running in this building to capture any of those situations that you just described. Because we sure would have loved to see it. It would have been great. Although, to his credit... Even though he is monologuing to himself rather than investigate, he does get one pretty good EVP. It's pretty good. It's pretty fucking scary. It is. It's the god. It's that same shit. It's that. That is the conspiracy for me of this series. That is either. The weird voice of something that you can get in contact with through this paranormal shit. Demon, whatever. Because that shit is scary and it always sounds the same. Yeah. Or Billy in the cuck van outside <laughs> is just really bored all the time. And he, ha- he banks about a thousand of these phrases. And he mixes them down so he could edit them in to the episodes. So it sounds like a scary low voice instead of his voice. 
pray, oh God. <laughs> oh, better drop that down. Oop, better add, add a little bit of noise to that. Oop, drop it down again. It's the wrong. That is splendid. Zach will never know the difference. He'll never suspect <laughs> it was me, Billy, making him look like the true winner he is. I'm feeling static right now. So am I. There's a lot of ways that you could make this kind of thing happen, but to give them some props, it's pretty spooky. Though this is a pant shitter. Full shit. Zach's like, oh, it turns on a dime. All of a sudden, we thought we were dealing with kids, and now we're dealing with a seven-foot demon. Aaron finds Zach post listening to that and you can tell it's a pant shitter because zach is mid shit posture and zach runs down the hall and tells Aaron to stay away <laughs> yeah it's because his pants are full of shit he pooped them <laughs> oh no you know what's great about jinko jeans though is that you can just like really kick him out very easily <laughs> he's like doing his whole like no something's happening get away from me don't ever look at don't ever speak to me again <laughs> you stupid prick i hate you there's a demon in here <laughs> no some, something's happening you have to s- stay away and aaron's like yeah i don't want any part of that because even through his mask <laughs> he could smell what had happened aaron runs off to find Nick, and he's like, dude, fucking Zach yelled at me, and I just don't know what to do. And, like, he's clearly talking shit about Zach to Nick, because the whole time, instead of letting him say what he says on camera, Zach is doing a narration. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, Aaron's probably just being like, dude, Zach's being a fucking fucking dick i could barely breathe in this thing and even still i could tell that zach shit again through my mask we're gonna have to be in the back of the cuck van when billy changes his diaper and it's just gonna be the worst i'm fucking tired of it man it's just not good okay i'm ready for more nick i'm ready for more this is too raw it's so clear in this episode that like Nick and Aaron are friends. Yes, very much so. And were friends before Zach. Yeah. And then Zach, <laughs> like right before the commercial break or whatever, is like is like basically saying, fuck these guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the best ghost hunter. I'm trying to reel in this catch. That's right. I am the master angler. I'm trying to keep these boys back because they're they're stirring up the water and they're scaring the fish. I am the best chum this water can have, and I'm not going to let them <laughs> gummy it up. Oh, I've been just releasing so much of my chum. <laughs> I completely opened myself up and released, and there was a spiritual <laughs> chum line behind me that Jaws would be envious of. <laughs> I think I had a clamgasm. <laughs> clamgasm. <laughs> Holy kitty cow. Hi. We get a new, really great Nickism. Oh, yeah. Is this where they used to keep your brains? Oh, God. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> we didn't mention the brains of the jar that they're thinking is some kind of diabolic scheme 
to have all these brains, but that just is a thing that happens. You have to study brains to try and figure them out. It is spooky to imagine a room full of jars of brains, you know, but like goes to show the like haunted house attraction mindset of these guys. Yeah, exactly. And then we get another Nickism where he says, is this your portal? Is this where, where evil comes out to fight good? Because <laughs> we're not going to let that happen. And he sounds like a bad youth pastor. You walk, you walk out of that portal, you better be coming with an army because me and the and Nick and Aaron, oh yeah. Me, my boys, yeah. we're here to fight a seven foot tall demon. The taller you are, the harder you fall. It's, the, it's a no holds bar falls count anywhere kind of portal match <laughs> and then we get and we get an evp that says you're taunting me but actually if we do a little pareidolia it's saying Are you talking to me <laughs> you're talking to me yeah you talking to me you talking to me? What, you talking to me? I'm a seven foot tall doctor, not a demon, but hey, buddy, why don't you get the hell out of here? I got patience to see. Meow, meow, see, meow. <laughs> They're shooting down towards this section of the building. Some windows into a room. And from around the corner is what, again, it's this weird shadow figure behavior where it does look like somebody going, bleh, poking their head out like, whoop. <laughs> Just just kind of moving, just kind of scooting. Yeah, how, how do you feel about it? Well, um, I referred to it in my notes as boring. <laughs> it is, you know, it's not nothing. I mean, I have a theory. If there's one target demographic that this Zach would have spoken to, it is Jacqueline M. Oh, no. Who could be scuttling in the dark, stalking, wanting to hand Zach... <laughs> Her poetry. <laughs> of Valentine. <laughs> yeah, one bloody Valentine. But you know, it's such a dark figure. It's not being picked up on the thermal cam. It might just be a, an old man covered in mud. <laughs> it might just be Richard Sennett. Or, as he goes by these days, Dick Sennett. <laughs> Dick Senate. Yes, it's there's so much mud available for him to be covered in. And we flash the camera back and there seemed to be a large pillar of hot strange meat. hot rod. But it suddenly <laughs> disappeared in a cloud of shadow. It's just Richard Senate just throwing mud on his burgeoning erection. <laughs> So the boys see a shadow figure, and then, for no fucking reason at all, air raid sirens start going off. Nothing to do with the paranormal, but... No, but, like, fuck this place. Yeah. Fuck this area. Like, hell no, I'm out at that point. <laughs> and, like... The, these fucking nerds, these fucking nerds have the gall to reference the Silent Hill movie and not the games. Nerds! We get one final EVP, though, that is actually incredibly crisp and clear. We're here to help you. Pretty good. It's 
Pretty, 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 pretty good. So they're they're like they're screaming at these ghosts and they're like they're like why don't you come out <laughs> and then it says then talk which is creepy and then they're like oh it's spirit radio time oh yeah and it says like little like and they're like oh my god it said attack yeah typical shit. <laughs> And then, and then they're like, oh, my God, there's no chance of this. It's like the same woman's voice over and over again. And that's when Nick gets attacked by a spirit. Oh, it's that captured it. I captured it, bro. I got it, dude. It's all good. I got it. Yeah. While Nick is is yelling and talking to this stupid box, it says something to him. And then he <laughs> flips out. Yeah, and we get a good instant replay of his face coming to revelation over and over again. I slammed, I slammed the screenshot button so many times. <laughs> he freaks out, he jumps, he lunges against the wall, yeah. <laughs> he pushes his back up against the wall. Do you think that it was another orb slithering up and pressing his come gut button. It went right up. Absolutely. Because his his surprise face and, <laughs> and immediate slam of his ass against the wall may suggest that. Oh. 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 Oh, <laughs> oh Zach, Aaron, I'm going to need you guys to leave. Yeah. I'm going to need you guys to leave for a second. Oh, I feel I feel really weird. I feel really hot. Oh, something's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> I feel a good. I feel a spirit right up in there. Oh, it's flared. It's flared. <laughs> oh, it's open. It's open. It's open. It's open. Oh, it's open. It's open. It's open. Oh, I've taken it to the base. I've taken this ghost all the way to the. Beast. And just the last shot of the episode is Nick going, ah! and it just cuts. <laughs> I'm ready to get out of here. I'm ready to get the hell out of here. I'm out. Sure, I'm out. Get out! I'm out. I'm out. Good idea. Great idea. Well, Eric, how did you like this episode? What did you think? Man, I don't know. It's not a great episode. Not a great episode, but you know what, man? We had such fun along the way. Yeah. Dave, Jacqueline. Yeah, Dave and Jacqueline were there. They would be a great team up with Chubby Gumby Boy. Gummo and Chubby Gumby. Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. The paranormal teens expanding. If we could get these, like, scenester hot topic kids to do their own show, Zach and his team are Done. Oh yeah, there it's over. The, this would be the most extreme because it would it would involve like really bad skateboard tricks. <laughs> this episode could have done better. The promise of it within the first few minutes was great, and then it really went south. And Zach's insistence on focusing on demons is really becoming the problem that it does in this series. <laughs> Yeah, that's right, Zach. You're discovering you're the problem. I give it like a five. This is a skip for me. If I'm seeing it on TV, I'm like, meh, meh. <laughs> Maybe watch it just before the lockdown, and then afterwards it's like, meh, cut it off. Yeah. You know, speaking of cutting off, I think we need to cut off Zach from his power <laughs> by challenging mm. him. 
to come fight us <laughs> in the dark. Oh, yeah? Wow, how original. Yeah. Yeah, I think we can do this. <laughs> this is very dangerous, guys. It's like we're going in for the attack. I would be ready to perform an exorcism. Show me your power. You guys are playing with fire. Initially, I was thinking, like, send Zack to Silent Hill. <laughs> because, you know, it's a place where the, the demons that arrive are all, like, based on your own insecurities. Oh, God, So it would yeah. be, like, a bunch of hot nurses that don't want Zack sexually. <laughs> and, and there'd be a bunch of little girls without faces that wouldn't even touch him, even though he begged them to. He'd be chased down the halls by the specter of lost friendship, which would be Nick with a fucking pyramid head there would be a crawling on all fours the most ripped dude and all you hear is this dragging <laughs> sound of a sleeping bag sized <laughs> dick just <laughs> arms almost at the edge of the hallway because there's so much muscles so big so big <laughs> and it just it spits weight gain powder at him yeah <laughs> Make some gains! <laughs> that's all well and good, but I don't think that that's real enough of a challenge. See, Zach showed us in this episode how little he respects his team. <laughs> yeah. He thinks that they are a burden on his ghost adventuring. Of course. He thinks that he can do it by himself or with a better team. So... I'm challenging Zach to a new team. Oh, no. I'm teaming up Zach with Dave and Jacqueline. Yes. <laughs> He's going to get to see what it's like when he has the nightmarish team <laughs> of young millennials yeah. chewing gum, doing whippets, <laughs> making references to grr. Yeah. They're paint huffing. They're a ragtag team team and they're there to make his life absolutely miserable well eric it's funny that you say that because you have perfectly set up my challenge <laughs> this is a beautiful casserole that we're making here because mm. as zach has pointed out there are places that attract a lot of negative energy especially high energy intention and right now in this world in america we have a burgeoning industry of locations like that it is the millennial version of these abandoned asylums they're abandoned shopping malls oh filled no. with abandoned hot topics Oh no, there's so many spirits. There's so oh the hot topic right next to the American Eagle Outfitters store and a GameStop and the anime place. <laughs> we invite Zach and his new team to investigate a haunted abandoned shopping mall. And right as they get to the hot topic area. Oh, what is that? Is that a television that just randomly turned on? I don't think there's power in this building. <laughs> and it's playing The Corpse Bride? Oh no, is that old episodes of Invader Zim? <laughs> <laughs> Fools! <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> 
And meanwhile, we are using this to cast a ritual as Jacqueline's eyes start to roll back in her head, feeling the spiritual residue <laughs> from this hot topic. Her and Dave begin to wave. Oh, I know how Dave's eyes roll back. They roll back right and left. <laughs> <laughs> No, they just go cross all the way down. <laughs> they cross. They cross all the way to white. Yeah, they cross all the way to white. And he and he lets out a squeaker. Yeah, he lets out one squeaker, and that's when you hear from the speakers, like dot, like the broken, crackly speakers, like. When I was a young boy, my father, and so. This spiritual energy being transferred through these scene kids. Suddenly, the worst possession Zach has ever seen takes over Jacqueline and Dave. Ever seen. (laughs) S-C-E-N-E. They start trying to pin him down and put makeup on him. They're trying to get him to listen to their poetry. And you know what? It's a true lockdown. Zach can't get out of those heavy gates. He's going to be locked into that mall from dusk till dawn. <laughs> that means that Zach will come out fully possessed by the spirit of seeing MySpace. <laughs> he is forever stuck. He comes out with striped hair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's got the emo flip. If he evolved as a Pokemon... This is the next layer. This is what he was meant to be all along. Instead of the baggy Jinko kind of jeans, he's got the tightest. Tons of zippers. So many zippers. But they're skinny jeans, too. They're like the leather skinny jean zipper pants that you would get. Nine chains. (laughs) Nine chains. Nine chains and 12 belts. All studded. Oh, my God. He can't even fucking move. He's so possessed. Billy's waiting outside in the morning as the gates open up and Zach steps out and Billy's like, Master, you look different. (laughs) Different. Zach flips his emo flip up and he just goes, And he does a little peace sign next to his face and he goes, Ooh, ooh, Billy. (laughs) No! Oh, shit. Is that all you can do is just make some stupid little noises? Because that's not going to make me scream like a little girl. Dance floor is yours. Show yourself. (laughs) Well, Eric... That was, uh, you know, I was coming into this with, a, with yeah, I didn't have faith of the heart. All right. I didn't. No, I know you didn't. I know you were pretty. I was meh. I was pretty meh about unhappy this. about this one. Yeah. Yeah. But you made it better. Oh, thanks. <laughs> our, our chemistry, our, whatever our secret sauce is could make fun out of any of this shit. And I don't think we're going to have to try super hard because next episode is the return to Virginia City. Zach, Nick, and Aaron re-examine the site of their 20... 2004 documentary. Oh, no! Back to the Silmarillion. Back to where we started. Similar Silmarillion 2. Bros. Harder bros. <laughs> Oh, I'm out of it. Okay. 
laugh line. Good night. Good night, bitches and warlocks. We love you. <laughs> I love you too, Eric. Goodbye. All right. All right, all you witches and warlocks, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Instagram, and Twitter at CFMITD. You can also join us on Patreon at CFMITD for exclusive content like our continued paranormal challenge series, Come Fight Me in the Dark After Dark for all the content that's too hot for the pod, and other exciting new content we come up with. Send us an email at comefightmeinthedark at gmail.com and don't forget to check out our brand new website at comefightmeinthedark.com for all the art, news, and merch we have. We love you all and have a good night.